Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday, February 25th, 2022. I hope you are ready for a big weekend. Hope your week is I hope your week's coming to an end and I hope you wish my brother, my middle brother, my brother 4 years my junior, uh happy birthday. Today is his birthday, the 25th day of February. So, shout out to him. I hope he's well doing his thing. And I will uh text him at the very least maybe call him when the actual 25th occurs because as you know i'm recording this the day before february 24th at night and if you want to come see me do come see me the fucking talk shit if you want to you get enough of that here probably if you want to see me tell some jokes some well-crafted jokes i have this big week at the laughing skull lounge I'm there hosting the the Best of Atlanta showcase tonight at 8. And then Friday, oh my God. It's the 1030 show. Holy shit. That's right. Well, you, dude, you talked about this last time. Here's the weekend. If you want to come see me in Atlanta, Georgia, Midtown Atlanta, Friday at 8. Friday at 10. Friday at 8, I'm hosting. So I'll be there the whole time. And then I'm doing spots the rest of the weekend. 1030 on Friday night. And then 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. on Saturday. Sunday is, I know it's the Lord's Day for people who believe in that stuff. And look at how defensive you get just by me saying it that way. I just said for people who believe in that stuff. I didn't say anything other than that. But some people refer to Sunday as the Lord's Day. And... I'm not doing anything that day. It's a day of uh, it's a day of penance. I'm going to be spending time with my family and enjoying their company. So anyway, did I get the goddamn volume right? I believe so. I hope so. Anyway, I hope you're well. I hope uh, I hope you come see me if you're in Atlanta. Those Laughing Skull shows, as you know, they sell out quickly. Blah blah blah. I did the long show tonight. The <clears throat> The um, it's called the best of the best of Atlanta, you know. It's I don't know if it's that, but tonight I did the show and there were three comics and we all did like twenty five minutes and it was really fun. I have not shared this with you, <clears throat> and it may be seemingly like another one of my uh, ideas that well, I heard a woman say the other day. An idea without a plan is nothing but a dream. So I hope it doesn't seem like another one of my half-baked ideas, but I have this idea for a show in which I'm the star. (laughs) And not a TV show, a comedy show. And what I want to do, I think, and and it's still in chote, it's still in coit, it's still forming, however you say that word, I N. C O H A T E, is that how you say it? In coat? In coat? Maybe in co- All right. Okay, it's the fucking vocabulary podcast. I want to do a show where the crowd and I solve the world's problems in an hour. And we solve them maybe by just roasting them. But in addition to solving the, the world's problems, I really, and this is something that you can't, that would have to. I'd have to workshop it and tour it. 
I'd like to go at the sacred cows, the stuff that occasionally I talk about here, but probably at times with not a lot of humor. I want to talk with the crowd in a comedy club about the sacred cows, the stuff that we can't or people don't talk about. They don't talk about, I mean, they talk about, but not with a lot of complexity, I don't believe. Or it's just, you know, my my uh, my perspective. Like, I like to talk about religion. I like to talk about inequality and race. And people don't want to fucking hear that, dude. And they don't want to talk about it to you. But I think it can be a show where I think, I think it's some some presentation or distillation of me uh, wrangling the crowd and crowd working them crowd you know all these names for the show could be crowd source uh, it kind of just like roasting the end of uh, so I, I can't I can't decide or I, it's I'm still forming the thoughts around it if I'm going to if I want to do a show about sort of roasting the end of times because I see all these things about everyone has anxiety and people are doom scrolling the end of the world. Um, should we, why don't we just fucking talk about it in a comedy club and roast it, make fun of it, to make peace with it, to gain greater complexity on it, maybe? I don't know. So I can't tell if I want to do, I, I haven't decided yet, like I said, I'm still thinking about it, if I want to do the roasting the end of times, or uh, solving the world's problems, What is, you know, like I said, race, religion, <clears throat> Uh, military aggression, fascism, all that stuff that is uh, au courant right now. I, the, the, the thought that I have in my head is I ask the crowd, like, what keeps you up at night? You know, what do you, what do you, and they're like, dude, we're just in a fucking comedy club to escape, which will be a challenge. What keeps you up at night? <coughs> Excuse me. And then, I can play to that, and I guess it's like a crowd work, end of times, solve the world's problems, and everybody, not intentionally or not consciously, comes together and is like, you know what, we're all human beings. It goes back to the beginning of the podcast around, can we get to get, can we agree on we like water, and can we agree on we don't uh, like touching kids, and can we agree on you can enjoy someone shaking their ass to... Um, hey Ya by Outcast. If you can't say yes to each of those three things, then, you know, fuck off. And that's the only judgment I'll put <laughs> on the audience. Right, There's a long way of saying I, I've had a thought about doing a, a it's an appealing idea to me to do a, a crowd work, crowd sourced show where people are like, yeah, what the fuck is up with blah, blah, blah. And it's not, but it's not online and just like a barbarous snap anger fest. I have to, I will play the role. I will take it upon myself. I will be my brother's body. I'll be my father's body. <laughs> As Job said in Arrested Development, I will be my father's body. But the idea is I would be wrangling it, coordinating it with the crowd and see if we can get some laughs out of it. And then demystify it, feel better somehow at the end of it. I'm not trying to unify everybody. I know you've heard me say we don't want to do that. But the other night I asked the crowd, like, do you, does, is there anyone in this room that does not like water? And nobody raised their hand. So we're off to the races. 
But tonight on the long show at the skull where I think I did like 24 minutes, I didn't. I wanted to only do crowd work. And there were two other comics on the show. And hold on one second. There were two other comics on the show, one of whom does a lot of crowd work and the other one who doesn't do a whole lot of crowd work. And if you do crowd work, it's great. I mean, it means, not means, it. it's a substitute for having prepared material <laughs> at times, which I have, but, uh, you know, not everyone does crowd work. And if you're a comic, here's what, I'm, here's what I want to say. There are three comics on the show tonight, and two of us uh, are fond of doing crowd work and getting into the fucking mix and doing that, and the other comic tells very well-written jokes. It's a bit of a challenge if you, and this is this is not a value statement, but it's, if a comic, and maybe I've talked about it on here before, if a comic does crowd work, it's hard for, it's challenging for a comic who comes after that comic and just tells jokes to do as well as they might if the fucking person before them hadn't done crowd work. Does that make sense? Because crowd work has a lot of risk in it and there's there's no safety net and shit can go sideways and and then if somebody just comes up and tells jokes afterwards, it doesn't seem as, uh, the stakes don't seem as high is, what I, is my interpretation of it. The stakes don't seem as high, and as a result, the crowd is not quite as uh, amplified as they might be when the person, as they would have been when the comic who just tells jokes just came out and fucking told their jokes, because the, the crowd doesn't have a co- contrast to someone, you know, talking about uh, people fucking in the crowd, and how long y'all been together, and oh shit, you do all this other, you know, stuff. So I, with my peers, my colleagues tonight at the club, I, oh, I, I said, hey, is it cool? I, I, you know, everybody should be able to follow fucking everybody, but it's also kind of considerate to not do a bunch of crowd work in front of people who tell jokes. So I just said to everybody, hey, it's cool. This is what my plan is, and nobody had issue with it. So I, I didn't want to tell any jokes, and I told one at the beginning, and then. Uh, one and a half at the end and so maybe like three or four minutes of material and then the rest in the middle was just me fucking around with the crowd and i'm trying trying to workshop I, and i told the crowd i'm trying to workshop this idea <laughs> i didn't even i, I wasn't bu- i did fine i think i mean I, di- I didn't feel like they didn't get their money money's worth because that was a thought like I don't want to just workshop this shit on you. You paid money and all that stuff. But here's my thinking. And they were like, yeah, sure, go for it. At least that's what the guy in the front said to me. But you know what I mean? I don't want to, I don't want to just like, I, I take very seriously the responsibility of asshole holding the microphone to give the people in that room their money's worth. And I know I did that. Whether I killed or, you know, destroyed or anything, that that's doesn't matter. They got their money's worth. And I, because I was thinking on the way in that I would tell them if they weren't getting their money's worth that I would give them a refund, or actually to contact. Don't loop me into it, but just contact the venue and get a, and get a refund from them. But it didn't come to that. I I, I told a joke that um, usually works and didn't work all that great, quite honestly, until like the very last tag, and then it 
then they were up. And then I told them that I wanted to kind of crowd work the apocalypse. I didn't say that. That's what it should be, like crowd working the apocalypse, at, at end of times roast, roasting the end of time, something like that. But what I said is I, want to, I would like them to help me solve the world's problems. And that just sounds too highfalutin and nobody wants to get involved with that. Except for the one fucking person who one second after I said that yelled out, let's go Brandon. The guy yelled out, let's go Brandon, which I've talked about, I think, on this podcast before about how a, a parent at my daughter, my three-year-old daughter's school daycare has a bumper sticker with, um, you know, rifles and shit on the back of his, his uh, forerunner. Toyota 4Runner, the official car of California. <laughs> he has a Let's, Let's Go Brandon sticker on it. And I've talked about this on the podcast. I didn't know what that meant, but then it turns out it means fuck Joe Biden and all that. But tonight, like, literally one or two seconds into me saying, all right, so what What are the world's problems? Because my thinking is, let's define the problem set. And I'm, uh, don't worry, I'm trying to keep it humorous in the club. Let's define the problems, let's determine their causes, and then let's talk about some solutions. This is me envisioning a show that I tour around the country, do everywhere, call it the hypocrisy of everybody's bullshit, and leave people feeling a little less hateful of the person sitting next to them. That's kind of the highfalutin nature of it. Two seconds in, I say, so what are the problems of the world? And... As you know, the fucking war started today in uh, the Ukraine, which I'll probably... I'm not going to say I'm going to get... I'll get to in a second, because then immediately you're going to bail off the podcast. Like, fuck that. I'm not going to get to it. So two seconds in, I said, so what's going on in the world? Like, what are, what are the world's problems? And this dude yells out immediately, let's go, Brandon. And you can hear the crowd just semi-groan, like... Uh, like, they know what that means. But what I said to him... And which I will say to anybody else who forever yells it out at a show is, uh, what, what did you say? What does that mean? And, he, and so I, I played dumb, he said, which is not that hard. He said, let's go, Brandon. And I said, I don't, I don't fucking know. What does that mean? And he said, it means fuck Joe Biden. And and then and so it's like then there's this political tension in the room, right? But not for me because I have a microphone and I'm, uh, I don't want to say faster, but I, I, you know, have my brain fires on talking back to people. So I said to him like, "Fuck Joe," you know, "Fuck Joe Biden." Probably like, "Is is that? Did I hear that correctly?" If that's what it means, and I was like, "If that's what it means," which I talked about in the podcast, why don't you just fucking say that? And then the crowd loved that, probably because <laughs> they're not let's go branded people. It's like, why don't you just fucking say that then? You know, like, and then give examples of. And then I said, you know, I, I said, why fuck now? Why fuck Joe Biden? He's like, he ruin ruins everything. And um, anyway, I don't know where I was going with this, other than to say, right off the bat, I'm like, I might need to think about the concept of this. <laughs> of my show that I want to do because I don't want to, but you know what? It actually worked out. Cause I don't want it to be just like, all right, fuck Joe Biden. And then I, I didn't libtard him. I mean, I asked him, I'm like, dude, do you, 
are you projecting onto me that I do look at me as a libtard? But what that did was once he opened up, I'm, uh, you know, fuck Joe Biden, then anything that happens in the room subsequent to that, I can connect to that, connect to him, if if warranted. And then I, I even, but what, what he was able to do, I think, I tried to do, is I was able to roast Biden, or roast really him, and his, this is this is the essence of the show. This is what it's going to be. Thank you for listening. This is what this goddamn show is going to be. This motherfucker yells out, fuck Joe Biden, fuck Brandon, whatever he says. Fuck Joe Biden. And then I can roast him by saying, like, Joe Biden is the source of all your problems. He's like an animatronic human. And today, he said, Putin chose this war. Like, dude, no shit (laughs) that could be it could not be more obvious that putin chose this war of course he did you dope uh anyway so it it was a way to talk about this guy and um anyway it was it was pretty fun it was pretty fun and then eventually found my way back into some and you know what else happened is I, I kind of moved, I, I moved it away from like the political thing. Like, all right, I can't do, I'm not interested in, the crowd's like, dude, we just got here. Like, relax. I don't want to do all political shit necessarily for 25 minutes. So then I said, all right, does anybody have issue, anybody hate their boss? Because this guy, you know what, <laughs> this guy works at, and he was happy to tell me the name of the place where he works. I said, what, what what line of work are you in? And he said, restaurant, which, you know, could have used a little more context. He just said restaurant. But it turns out he is a general manager. And I'm not going to say where. I mean, I'm going to say where, absolutely. It's Taco Mac. But I'm not going to give you the exact location. Uh, he said, he said, I'm a general manager at Taco Mac. Because I, I had said, who doesn't like your boss or some shit like that? Who hates their boss? And he said, "I he hates his boss. By the way, Taco Mac, if you're listening, this motherfucker hates his boss and he works for you. But he also said the people that work for him probably hate him. And you know, that means you're probably being a good boss. <laughs> because I've worked in restaurants and restaurant workers are a special breed. They need to be brought into line with some authoritarian. God damn it. Fuck Joe Biden. I, I get it, dude. I get it. But he was, he, he said, I work at Taco Mac, and he said the city in Georgia where it was, and he said his job title, <laughs> which is the whitest thing you can do. Just It's like uh, watching the first 48. Watch him tell on himself. <laughs> but he's not worried about anybody at Taco Mac giving a fuck about him saying fuck Joe Biden in a comedy club, because I, I imagine that He's not the only person in Georgia or in the city where he works or in the Takamak Corporation where uh, that sentiment is expressed. And I actually know because there's a Takamak or there was a Takamak a couple uh, mile or two away from where I live at the Lindbergh, near the Lindbergh uh, Plaza, where uh, about three years ago, Will Foskey and I uh, shot uh, I, we had a photo shoot to uh, sell 
what was the beer? Printer's Ale beer. Printer's Ale and Taco Mac combined on a calendar. And Will Foskey and I were June. <laughs> we played like I was his father and he was my son. And we were having a burger and a beer. And we did a photo shoot at Taco Mac at Limburg at Limburg Station. And now, now that Taco Mac's gone and the owner or the whoever franchisee or whoever the fuck runs Taco Mac was insistent that everyone know that they were leaving because of crime and the inability of the city of Atlanta to secure Lindbergh and blah, 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 whiny fucking baby. Uh, instead of just closing up shop and saying it doesn't make sense, they had to get a big, you know, dig. And where I live in the city, where I live in, and this really is for people outside of Atlanta, Georgia, where I live, Atlanta, Georgia, it's relentless finger-pointing between uh, the conservative exurbs and the conservatives outside the city and then the uh, the urban metropolitan area where it's Democrat. So the state, the state legislature, like it is in most states, is Republican, the governor's Republican, lieutenant governor, all those fucking state senators, they're all Republican. Here in the city, though, it's Democratic. It's Democrat. It's Democrat. And that causes a lot of beef. And they're always, it's usually the state is always um, talking shit like Brian Kemp. The, our governor sued the city of Atlanta, sued the mayor of Atlanta because she wanted people to wear masks. Like, there's a ton of race involved in it. And if you're white and you don't think that's the case, you just are myopic. You you want to believe what you want to believe. So anyway, anytime someone says the crime in the city of Atlanta, it's it's always the the subtext of that is the Democratic leaders are not doing enough, and they may not be doing enough, but it's always like the political subtext, right? And then it leads to like <laughs> the city of Buckhead trying to form itself from some asshole who lived in in, in Atlanta for four years tried his very best and he may succeed someday hopefully i do not live here when that happens i don't want to live in atlanta without buckhead <laughs> but you guys the guy's been here for like four years and and started a movement to remove the money part of the city of atlanta from the rest of the city of atlanta which is not just the biggest yeah i mean that's carpet baggery i think 101 so anyway, this guy was talking uh, brave, bold, just to say where the fuck he, he, he worked. He worked at Taco Mac um, as general manager. But what was pretty cool is he stayed involved in the show and wasn't an asshole and didn't pull out a rifle and shoot anybody. And after I asked him, sorry, looping back to people not liking their jobs or if they had problems... That's kind of what I wanted to oh, that's well. End of times roasts is what, what it's kind of going to be like, I think. Some other dude raises his hand and goes, yeah, I hate my boss. Or I, you know, or I misremembered. And I was like, can somebody please throw me a fucking lifeline here? <laughs> and I said, all right, dude, what is it? What don't you like about your boss? And he said, I don't like how many, he writes everything on post-it notes. And... I'm like, God, man, what a what a tyrant that boss sounds like. 
<laughs> what I mean, that's how how egregious that he puts things on post-it notes. And where do you also work in my daughter's school? Do you work in a in a in a nursery? <laughs> where do people use so many goddamn post-it notes? Anyway, so that led to some other guy like, no, no, no. Here, here's here's my situation at work. My boss, when she, uh, I was like, wait a minute, she? I thought you said boss. Ha <laughs> ha, ladies, you know whose side I'm on, and that is my own. He said his boss, when someone's going on too long on a Teams meeting, or a, I guess it's, yeah, he said Teams meeting, she has them wave a Elmo doll which I imagine is the red Elmo doll, because I think I think the guy said, and he was so fired up about it, and it drives him crazy that that she does this. But, well, I get it. He's like, I'm grown, and I'm sitting in a comedy club buying, you know, a $9 drink. I don't like that my fucking boss makes me use a Muppet to express myself. I should have said to him, dude, you know, the NFL has grown men throw red flags when they're unhappy with the result, so don't worry about it. He said his boss makes him, they, they, if, if someone's gone on too long, you put up the Elmo in the teams. And what it does is it's like a safe way of saying Elmo. The, it's the contraction or the acronym for not just the Muppet, but enough, let's move on, E-L-M-O. But he was so fired up about how fucking stupid it was. And... The joy in the moment was I looked at the crowd and the crowd's like, that is a great fucking idea. <laughs> and they were so hyped about it. They thought it was great. And then you can roast that guy. And then all of a sudden it hit me like, God, people really are on tilt in this country because here's a guy like the great, a, the great grievances people have about their work life. That's how you know that unemployment is zero. <laughs> why can't we hire good people because none of them are around that's how you know and i'm glad for it that the power has shifted a little bit to sh- shifted to labor right not just to management i'm glad for that um most of the comedy clubs that i work have increased pay not all of them not all of them i'd like to be clear but most of them <laughs> But what a sign that there is zero unemployment and life is good for the employee, which in this brutal American capitalist system, thank Christ for a little breath of fresh air for the worker. But the sign is that the grievances that these two knuckleheads had was one, somebody left too many goddamn post-it notes, (laughs) <laughs> and the other one is the, there, there's Muppets on our call. Like, that's that's a sign that things are going well for the worker. If that's what's angering you and enraging you and comes to mind when a stranger asks you about it in a comedy club. <laughs> no, these goddamn post-it notes, dude, they just won't stop. Okay, all right. Whereas, like, I uh, am trafficked or I am paid under... Uh, I'm, I work in a strip club and the tips are stolen by the owners. Like there's, I didn't hear any stories like that. Well, because the ticket probably was like $30 and <laughs> these guys can afford to have those kind of problems. I just thought it was okay. That's a good sign that we're not that, 
we're not doing that badly or that bad. Not doing that bad. Badly is an adverb. Anyway, it was it was fun, and I gotta. I'm gonna think about. I'd like it to be a crowd work show. That. You know what? It's not going to be. It is the end of times. I mean, it's not the end of times. It, I, people are obsessed with the end of times. Like I said, anxiety and doom scrolling and war and all that and, you know, nationalism. So it really should be that. It, it really should be roasting the end of times. Uh But also, that's, but also I, I'm interested in the, like I said, the sacred cows. Well, these are shows that nobody wants to fucking go see, dude. Especially if you're just going to riff them out. Well, but that's the greatest fun for me. I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm trying to make it fun for me. And my set was fine tonight. Like I said, people got their money's worth and I got that, I got that feedback from them after. But is it, is it like roasting the end of times or the sacred cow? I think I'm answering myself as I talk about it. It should be a roast of the end of times. And then in doing so, I'll be able, and the crowd will be able to find ways into the sacred cows. Right? We can talk about war. We can talk about religion. And it's only for fucking grown-ups. It's not for people who are going to get offended. And I don't mean like, I, I mean, a cro- I, not offended. That's not the right word. For, like, we want to have some grown-up funny discussions. <laughs> ah, what a jail anyway it turns out here's what I learned today Vladimir Putin is a fucking dick who knew I'm not gonna talk about what a how, you know what it is Putin invading Ukra- the Ukraine and, and when I say Putin I also mean every single Russian soldier who was supporting that and acting in that event in the Ukraine, which I'm not the biggest uh, scholar of that part of the world, but from what I gather is like, you know, invading Nevada, or as George Bush would call it, Nevada. Like, what a, what a, you know what it is, the Putin going in there? It's, it's hack. Like, dude, you're, you're, you're a stereotype of the fucking Russian strongman. I know, I know this is the nationalist time, and I, I listened when I had COVID. I listened to a like three-hour podcast about how Putin wants to put the Soviet Union back together, and maybe bless his heart, maybe he can. But dude, it's just hack. War, it's fucking hack. You already won by dividing us. You have the cyber victories. I get it. You there's a pipeline or something that you need to secure there, but. Uh, I don't know. People like that. People like people like the jock and people like the bully. And I guess they fear them, but they don't respect them. Right. It's hack like he tanks into other countries. It's 2022, you fucking insecure prick. You're like the wealthiest dude in the world. Ah, it's a it's. Sad, jerk off. Have a great weekend. <laughs> I'm not right. here now. I'm not gonna finish with the like someone said last time. Have a doom scroll. Have a great weekend. You know what? Fuck Putin. 
spare a thought, obviously, for the Ukrainians who uh, happen to just be in a fucking bad spot. And I wonder where the guy who works at Taco Mac comes down on this. Do you are you hyped that Russia is just picking on? I mean, does any no? That's what imperialism is. It's not picking a fair fight. And it's, uh, you know, rolling over a fucking patch of frozen dirt. Anyway, here's what I want you to do. I want you to have a great weekend. Come to the Laughing Skull Lounge. I'm hosting tonight at 8 o'clock. It's going to be fun. And if you want to go to sloppy shows, not necessarily on my behalf, but on the club's behalf, I mean on the audience member's behalf, come to the 1030 show and come to the 5, or come to the 5 o'clock show. Also, the offer still stands. If you come to either the, if you came tonight on Thursday, and you come tomorrow on Friday, I will get you in on Saturday. Or if you came tonight and you come on Saturday, I'll get you in tomorrow. Well, how could I guarantee that? I couldn't. But have a great weekend. I thank you so much for listening, and look forward to talking to you soon.